what we're talking about, you guys, if you like want to name it, is like attraction marketing. Essentially, it's like, hey, this is who we are, and if you're this too, then let's fucking go. And it's like rocket ship time, but it is counterintuitive because if you listen to the old school sort of like marketing and sales scripts, it says that people want it fast, they want it cheap, and they want it for nothing and with no effort. And I and I just, I, I'm gonna be honest, I don't think that's true, actually. I think that in theory we want that, right? That's why we have the quick fixes and the shakes and like all this kind of like shit. But like at the end of the day, there is nothing more fulfilling to someone than working hard at something. There's just not. And if you guys have ever worked hard to, to master something in your life, it doesn't have to be business, it can be anything that you worked hard at. There's an innate sense of um, just a fulfillment and purpose. And that's how we start to feel really happy and aligned with what we're doing. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestroified. Three, two, one. Hello, friends. Maestro here bringing you another episode of my favorite podcast. Today, I have with me a guest. This is the first guest episode back in a minute. Why? Because I just didn't want to bring anybody else on. But we got a big announcement. I've had her on the podcast, I don't know, like literally 11 billion times. And we are recording this in person. We'll call it live. So without further ado, welcome back to the show for the 11 billionth time. My bestie, Jill Fit. What's up? Super excited. Stoked to have you. I know, here. because we've actually, the last time we recorded was actually a, a six months ago-ish. Jesus, was it? I believe it was. Seasons, they, but seasons you know what, exist. though? Every time we record, there's always so much different happening in the space. Yeah. And you and I are always having business conversations, just like casually. It's, we go to dinner and we talk about business. So I think it's cool to turn on the mic and talk about what's going on in the interwebs. Speaking of, so I don't even know how long ago. A few months ago, Jillford and I did a, uh, a bonus call for an event that we're running this upcoming week uh, called Boss Up. And we did a bonus call, and people on the call afterwards were like, I would watch this again. I would sit and watch this. So my question for you folks listening to this, because Jillford and I have been kind of throwing this idea around, but also, like, we need time. Would you watch, if we made, like, it'd be a TV show is what it would be, but it's obviously on YouTube. If Jonathan and I sat and riffed and talked about the things, online business and Pip and Rupert and life, <laughs> would you watch it? I would love to hear from you about this. We haven't pulled the trigger on it yet just because also life is happening right now, but you folks know that when we talk about building things, you don't build it until you have an audience that says, I want this thing, I will buy this thing, I will pay for this thing. In this case, we would just ask you to pay an attention, but I would love to hear from you if this is something that you think that you'd you'd watch, I I I I personally am not someone that sits and watches YouTube, watches YouTube, but I'm getting way more into it. And my sister watches it. She watches it like TV. People watch it like TV. So maybe that's you. And if that is you, I would love to hear from you. And if you would be interested in watching something that Jill Fit and I put together. So if that does interest you, shoot me a DM. Shoot Jill the DM at Jill Fit. Shoot me a text, 310-737-2345. I promise it's me. It's a green text. I know. It's a sideline. But it is me. I'd love 
to hear from you. It's so funny. I was talking about uh, this with someone last week and I was telling them and they're like, well, what would you guys talk about? I was like, I don't know, business and bullshit. I was like, maybe oh, that's, man, that's the it. name. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, business and bullshit. Uh, trademark. I wrote it down on paper. <laughs> no one else can take it. It's been written down. Trademarked. That's <laughs> so good. I'm like, that's totally what it would be. It's Pretty so much all of our dinner combos. Good. Exactly. I'm like, every time we go to dinner, this is what we talk about yep. and what's working. And, you know, Jill Fit and I have very similar very line values but we also have different strengths um we have different audiences somewhat different audiences and you know jill actually invented online business so she has a lot more expertise in there a lot more longevity with that uh so the conversations they're always about this and, and coming from these different places so i think it would be interesting but i want to know if you think it would be you know you know what's actually really fun too and maybe people don't know this we run a program together called legacy the six month mentor mind uh and we start every january we have one coming up soon um and one of the most fun things for me is i always tell our legacy students like we talk about them constantly like you and i will literally like go through the roster and it's cool because the way you come at things is a little bit different than how i come at things so our clients always get sort of the the best of both worlds they get like the high level strategy they get the like high level audience building relationship building trust building brand building and then they also get like in the weeds what's working now moment to moment strategy and it's fun to just honestly get your take on like who's doing well who needs a leg up who needs to work on something who's like fucking crushing it and it's not like a a a sort of bad way or a good way it's more just like where do we need to take this person Yeah. And it's nice, you know, not to, not to feel like it's just 100% my take on stuff and getting your take. I'm like, oh yeah, I could totally see that. And going into next year's legacy, we have some ideas about the kind of clients that we want to work with, which I'm excited about. So that my friends, what Jill just did is called an amazing fucking segue. I was talking about something over here and Jill was like, you know what? This is perfect. That's that skill right there. One of the reasons that we're doing this episode is to talk about legacy. If you haven't heard about legacy, I've talked about it a bunch uh, on, on my podcast. Jill has talked about it a bunch on hers. Um, but if you're not familiar, like Jill said, that is a program that we run together uh, for Intermediate Plus online business owners. And we look to help them level the fuck up. The promise that we give every year is that this will, during the program, you will have your biggest launch. But like Jill said, in my opinion, the best part about the program is the duality the fact that you get two people with very aligned values but that come come uh, well i don't say come about that go about doing things in different ways and i firmly believe that nothing like this exists in the field not not even if i take a step back i'm gonna get on my soapbox for a second but i'm still sitting because i got a kind of a bad leg right but (laughs) if i get on my soapbox for a second to have two women running a program together is in and of itself i don't know where the fuck that else exists like i don't i literally don't i have not seen it where there's not the competition there there is true collaboration and let's level everyone around us up so from that alone that doesn't exist there's a usp unique selling proposition right there second point is that like jill said we go about doing things and see things a little bit differently and our strengths are just a little bit different they are very complementary um and like jill said she is the queen of strategy she is in the trenches and she actually loves this shit like numbers jill loves that. love numbers and i'm like how do you feel though do you like <laughs> are you happy that's the hsp in you <laughs> that highly sensitive person shantae and i will and if you guys have worked with either one of us in in our own programs or in the past you kind of know this i'm very like much 
like we get on the call and it's like right to business. Like let's right talk, let's like right. And then you're like, but how are your kids yeah, doing? How are kids? What's up with the dog? Tell me about how it. How was vacation? Saw your it's stories. <laughs> and it's great. I mean, it's, and you know what? I think the, the common thread actually between both of us and working with us is that at the end of the day, we're going to ask you to take massive action. That. Both of us are absolutely about strategy. And it's interesting when you said about, you know, having two women running a program, I think it exists, but I've seen it only in the like mindset manifestation space. And one of the, we have a couple of sort of criteria. If you guys are thinking to yourself, like maybe I, I might be interested in legacy. Maybe I might apply for legacy. There's a couple of things we say intermediate plus that we're looking for. Now there's, there's some like smaller things that we're looking for, but a couple of big things. Number one, we usually want you guys to be sort of like beyond your big mindset obstacles. Yeah. That's like one of the biggest things is because Huge. the two of us, it's not that we like can't hang with the like the personal development conversation, the self-awareness conversation, like all that stuff is great. But we assume that you know yourself, you trust yourself and you have a, you know, you at least at this point have a show of evidence that you're kind of good at what you do. I think at the end of the day, we're going to ask you guys to like have the confidence and conviction to come and ask people for money. And so that's the first thing. The second thing that's sort of a non-negotiable is you have to be consistent at this point because we talk about beginners needing consistency in both you and I talk a lot about taking action and taking small steps and hanging in for the long haul and, you know, imperfection and things like that. Like consistency is a beginner game, yeah. but if you can't be consistent, it's a non-starter. So we assume at an intermediate plus level, you're already consistent and you've already sort of, you know, worked through some of your huge mindset obstacles. Now, you know, things come up, especially if you're going to spread yourself, you know, or you're going to extend yourself or you're going to challenge yourself in a new way. There's always going to be what's new levels, new devils. But at the end of the day, we assume that you know you're good, that we're not going to have to talk you off the ledge all the time about like, hey, you can do this and like you can believe in yourself and like you're not an imposter, <laughs> like you yeah. actually are good. And so I think a lot of that stuff is where we're, but like when I think about what we have in common, it's we'll always ask you to take massive action. We can hang with the conversation. This is tough. This is hard. This is frustrating. Building a business is not easy, but we will ask you to take massive action and bulk. Both of us are strategy people. Like I'm more in the trenches, but like both of us at the end of the day are sure. like, what's going to work? Let's get clinical with it. Yes, have all the feels, but at the end of the day, what are you going to take action on? Absolutely. And so I've seen the like the two people heading up a mastermind together, but it's been very much like manifestation and like very, in my mind, woo-woo, which is fine. This is a different way of doing things. And that's probably not going to get a ton of that here. No. Don't confuse the HSP with the bullshit. <laughs> I was going to say it. Business and bullshit. Yeah, like don't <laughs> confuse it. Like, yes, there's a, I am the HSP in the, in the, of the two. Uh, but I love what you, what you'll tease out there in terms of strategy, because how you build trust, which is largely my zone of genius and my expertise, there is strategy around it. And it's not in a manipulative way, but it's, understanding what is going on it's the skill of listening uh, it's the skill of showing up it's the skill of seeing people as they want to be seen which is 100 percent a skill and the art of doing it through social media right jill and i run businesses using social media right now our main platform is instagram things are changing and one of the coolest parts about working with us is that we're in it so they're changing we're changing with it as well and right. we're trying to figure out what is the best you know, way to go and the ways to pivot. And not just for us, but for the people that we work with. One of the things that just really chaps my ass, Jill, I'm going to wow. say it, yep. is when I see coaches out there, a lot of people on Instagram, and they're like, I did this. This worked for me. 
And I'm like, but motherfucker, will it work for other people? Right. Uh, it's amazing that you grew this to 400,000, but can you do it for other people? Hormozy had a really good post the other day, something on the lo- along the lines of normalize your students, your clients doing better than you. Mm-hmm. You didn't have you. They have you. And that's what you're going to get is Jill and I were just talking about this. We're planning for boss up and things like that. And when I first started, like, like I told you, Jill invented the internet and then she invented online business shortly after. I came about a little bit of time after that. And so I've been doing this for eight years now. I've been on Instagram and, and building up a brand behind that. And I didn't have to niche down real hard in the beginning, even though I, I did, I inadvertently did it, right? I, my goal was to go to CrossFitters. Thank God they didn't choose me because they don't fucking pay for anything. But that was my initial goal. I didn't have to niche down as hard and as fast because no one else was really doing it. It was like me and K-Star and Wad Duck. That was it. Now there are a zillion people doing it. And if you want to stand out in the space and you want to have a business, you got to get specific and you do need to niche down and you do need to go after those things. And while I, I am never about false urgency or making people move before they're truly, I know they're ready understanding that there is value in taking action right now and that's how you're going to get ahead because the market and everything is moving incredibly incredibly fast and that's the value of having coaches and having people that are going to ask you to do these things you know i I think about even with volleyball that's like my always my biggest tie-in with sports and coaching is like there are things that i'm like i would not try that and steven's like we are doing this (laughs) you are doing this now (laughs) you are going to learn jump serve and i'm like what and that's the value of having people that see you, understand where you're at. Hey, they have been there and they're looking to help you do even better than they did. It's not about like hold you back and like, oh, I'm going to hold this secret. It's like, no, I want you to thrive. I want you to do, I want you to build your best life. That's what this is all about. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that too, that, you know, obviously the internet space is a lot different than it was eight years ago when I started 12 years ago. But I, I can say, and I think this is really valuable, you and I both built successful online businesses in something that wasn't business first. Yep. And I think that that's really important because we see a lot of people sort of coming online, not really being able to make it in a different, in their like original industry. It was interesting because I was in a mastermind several years ago and like a lot of people in the mastermind were business coaches and it was business mm. mastermind, but a lot of them started as health coaches. And I was like, oh, no, that didn't work out for you or whatever, <laughs> right? And like, you still do, you still do movement. I still do fitness and nutrition. And there's value in understanding those spaces. We tend to, I mean, we can work with people in other industries, but we tend to attract movement, fitness, health professionals because I'm so in the did. trenches in that industry. And that's changing, right? So it's not just social media changing, the algorithm on Instagram, the algorithm on Facebook. It's more about... Um, consumerism is changing, like how people are consuming content. We were talking about this before we turned the mic on. You know, it's a lot more about entertainment. It's really changing in that regard. People's buying habits are changing with the economy right now. So it's our job as like the coaches to understand and not only what's going on in our business, but then all of, I mean, I work with and you do too, like 100 people a year or more in the trenches, understanding moment to moment what's happening in their business versus I think a lot of business coaches and it's fine, not everybody, but I think a lot of people are sort of like up here and just teaching theory. And theory is fine. It's a book though, you know, versus like what's happening moment to moment. I think that's the, the huge value of being with two people who are seasoned professionals who've been business coaches for a long time, have worked with a ton of different types of people. And I will say, and I'll just brag on you for a second, if people don't know this, Shantae to me is probably the most considerate and thoughtful coach. Like I can see in your brain sometimes you're like, 
this strategy matches to this person and this strategy matches to this person. Like I can see you like matching it up. You're like, this strategy would never work for that person. And this person needs to be doing that strategy. Like you have this whole, like, I don't know, you have a smorgasbord. Yeah, I said it. A smorgasbord of strategies. And you literally are like picking someone and being like, and slotting them into the one that you think is going to work for them based on everything from their audience to their expertise to their personality. And I don't think we see that a lot. Like you said, I think we see a lot of people just doing protocol-based business coaching, just like protocol-based nutrition or protocol-based fitness. And I think what's really fun about being in this together is that everyone gets a different recipe. Everyone gets a completely different recipe based on them. Yeah. Person. I'm going to circle back to earlier what Jill has said about if you're going, if you've worked with Jill, you know what you're going to get. If you haven't, I will say this because maybe it's your first time hearing this. I don't think it is. But Jill's literally the nicest lady you're ever going to meet in your whole fucking life. She's far nicer than me. <laughs> I can promise you this. She will stay on, talk about the things, listen. I do believe that there is such thing as a dumb question. I do believe that. Jill, it's fine. She will say, interesting. Let's go and dig into this. I will not do that. She's literally <laughs> the nicest lady ever. But uh, if we bring it back to what she said earlier about knowing what you're going to get. And I think this is so, so, so valuable. You hop on the phone with Jill and you're going to get right into it. And that action oriented piece that she spoke about, and you can, like, if you're listening on, around the edges here and just the episode, and you're like, holy shit, there's just a lot of like, we both speak very quickly. And there's a lot of like, here's how you do this things. Here's a problem that you see. Here's a solution. I think what I see now, I think I know what I see out there and what tends to get all the clicks and actually Jill did a post and then came on the stories and talked about it today where you put these conceptual things out there and those are clickbait. And when I say clickbait, it's people agree with it because they know, they all know it's true. You listening to this, you know what you should be doing, you know, you, whatever, you know, the things, but if you're not doing it, reading more of those fucking posts is not going to get you there, right? These, these, uh, sound bites. Exactly. Yeah. They're not going to get you there. And so one of the coolest things is that if you do legacy, if you work with either one of us, the goal is to take action, right? And Jill did that earlier today and went back into her stories and was like, is this, she's like, I put up the soundbite earlier and it's, it's helpful, but is this how we do things at Jill Fit? And then proceeded to talk. Do you have the 15 second stories or do you chop them up yourself? I chop them up. Okay, okay. see, look at this, man. Yep. Look at that, going the extra mile. Cause I was like, they're not the fucking minute long No, shits. I can't. I haven't it's been watching much. them. It's I too much, yeah, Jill. I haven't watched them. It's too much. We'll talk about that in a second. If you got that 60-second continuous story, which you should because everyone does, we're going to cut those up. Uh, but Jill went back in and went in the stories and spoke about this is actually what it looks like in action. This is how we do it at Jill Fit. This is why what I said earlier, why it matters, how it applies. This is also how it applies to Mod 365, another thing that I've made from the beginning. That's what you're going to get. This is why you sign up for coaching. This is why you sign up for anything. Is if You're going to get action steps out of it. You're going to get people that are going to encourage you to actually do the thing. Reading more, you know, posts and all the mental masturbation that goes into just read another book and listen to another podcast. It's awesome. You know, I commend you. For, but we want people and we work with people that are going to take action. I think there's like a certain level of, um, you know, I, I think scrolling on social media is nice because you don't feel so alone. You know, totally. you and I talked about this quite a bit where it's like, yeah, me too. Like the response that, you know, a lot of times these posts that go viral or these posts that end up getting a lot of shares, it's a lot of me too posts. That's like, it. oh my God, me too. We're the same. See, someone else is saying it. Like, and those are great. But I think at the end of the day, 
we really want less information, more integration. Like obviously we're going to talk in legacy about like how to do the things and like step-by-step action items. But at the end of the day, like if you're looking for true integration, where if you read something, you're like, yes, I know that. I know that. I know that. At some point it's just an intellectual understanding. Like a level two is, okay, now I'm actually integrating and I'm getting feedback in real time. That's one of the biggest differences. And that's why both of us preach action so much because there's no faster way to, to learn. There's literally no faster way than getting in the trenches. So I have a couple of clients, beginner clients right now, and they're going through a launch and we teach and I have a beginner program and they're not getting a lot of bites because they're brand new. And they keep saying to me, but I'm learning so yeah, much. I'm that. so glad I did this because I'm learning so much. I know everything I'm going to do differently next time. There's no way you can sit or read a book and learn all that or like listen to a podcast and learn all that. Like, and I, look, I love free shit. And I, I know you do too. Is like, Hey, if there's free stuff out there, that's especially if it's high value, like your podcast, my podcast, chock full of value. But at some point you have to get in the trenches. At some point you have to actually implement, actually integrate the things that you already do know, like deep down. So yes, it can feel good and you get a little dopamine hit. We're the same. Yes, I understand that. I get that. But at the end of the day, I think that's the value of investing, to be honest. Like I always say that the transformation starts with the transaction. There's something about this, and I'm sure you've had this experience too, where if I pay for that shit, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to integrate. I'm going to do it. I'm going to show up to the calls. And that's why I always say that the transformation really does start with this transaction because it puts you on the hook to actually do. And when you do, it's the fastest way to learn. So 100%. Jill kind of slipped it in there before and she was talking about type one, type two is something that I think is a coin, a coin, a term she's coined in terms of what type of, um, well, I want to call it a leader. Expert. Yeah. Where are you at? And, when we were naming this program, we went through a few different ideas and something that we really wanted to convey and really want to make sure that people took away and, and got out of it is that it's not a flash in the pan success. It's not like here's how you go viral because virality is actually not how you make a business. It's a terrible plan and don't, don't lean into that. But it wasn't about like how can I make a quick buck or how can I do this quick sale? It was how do I build a truly everlasting business? How do I build a legacy business, something that is going to endure? And if we kind of back it up a second into what we were just talking about and and content consumption, our goal with the people that we have in this and the people that we work with, and whether they're in the beginner phase, because I work with beginners as well, you know, I start them out, I want them to go from that I'm consuming a lot to I'm creating a lot and I'm sharing my opinion, I'm stating my opinion and I'm the one that has these thoughts and I'm leading this because I promise you folks, when it comes to building trust, right? It's what, 8 billion people in the world, something like that, I don't know, 7 billion, I'm not the numbers person, that's Jill, right? There's a lot of people in the world. You're not alone in what you're thinking. There are so many other people out there thinking the same thing and they're all waiting for someone else to say it. And so as we're looking to build trust, as we're looking to establish ourselves in a, as an expert, as we're looking to you know, gain this position of authority and, and truly help people. Because that's I know what I know you folks want. You want to have this impact and to help. That comes from having the courage to become, lean into being that type two expert and saying, this is my idea. This is what I feel. This is what I believe. This is what I've done. This is what I've seen. And getting through to that, which is why we you know, are so adamant about, about taking action. Yeah. I actually want to get into some of the tactical stuff. So let's, yeah, I think this is, this is interesting because the question always becomes, and well, I'm glad you brought up legacy because like the, the reason why we named it that I think the nature of online business is because it's so quote unquote young as a career. Um, I remember when I was first starting out the first couple of years, I remember people saying like, how long do you think this can last? Or do you really think this is 
you know, going to be around forever. And what we're, what we're seeing is that, yes, not number one, this is like going to be a trillion dollar industry. And also if it's not already, and while you alluded to it earlier, while, while there are more people doing this now, there's also more potential customers than ever been. And there's also more tools than there's ever been. There's also more platforms. When I was getting started, there was like Facebook business page, maybe like we don't it's even wild. have Facebook groups wild. at that point. No Instagram, no Pinterest, no LinkedIn, right? Like, and so we have more ways to create a business. So I think one of the things that both of us are passionate about is getting out of this idea of like, this is just like a little fun thing I'm doing on the side or like, we'll see if this works. And really seeing this as a career and not just five years, not just 10 years, but like a 30 year, 40 year, like actual staying power. Right. Like I don't have any other plans. Oh, this is it. <laughs> like, I'm going to be a physical therapist again. <laughs> and so I think, and, and it's more possible than it's ever been. And well, so I, I really like that you brought that up, but I do want to get a little bit tactical because things are changing in this space. And you and I talked, I think the last time we, I was on your podcast was six months ago. Uh, and even since then, they've changed quite a bit. So one of the things, okay. and I'll just share sort of our, our experience, we launched a beginner business program last month and our launch was fairly comparable to the launch we did last March. It was a little bit better than our launch last March. Uh, we launched this program every, every six months. But Instagram, completely different landscape six months later, uh, and even more of a change than it was a year ago, and visibility down on most posts. And yes. you know me, I'm not a big reels gal. I mean, I've had to <laughs> become one uh, and figure out a way that worked for me. It's not going to be dancing. It's not going to be pointing at shit, but it's going to be no offense to people who love doing that and like it works for them or whatever. Uh, but I've had to figure out my strategy when it comes to reels or video content because uh, I'm I'm a writer right now oh. by nature, you know, so trying to figure that out. But that was one of the biggest changes in the launch was that it felt as though Instagram was a non-factor, to be honest. And so can you speak to a little bit what you're seeing changing in the space? And if someone is in that intermediate space right now who like, and I consider it to be like, cool, they're consistent, but maybe they're just not growing. Maybe they're just feeling a little stuck. Maybe they're in a little bit of a holding pattern and they kind of don't know where to go. And to me, that's kind of like the the, the, yeah. the person who does the best in legacy is someone who is already consistent, worked through their mindset challenges, had some, has had some success already, but is feeling a little bit in a holding pattern and needing like a leg up in terms of strategy. Something needs to change in the business for them to start like really, you know, exponentiating. So what are you sort of seeing and how can someone start to stand out or get a leg up totally so first things with if we're presupposing this person is intermediate then they need to do whatever they need to do to get past any potential mindset things that are like instagram's not working right no. not seeing me no, like day one shit you Jill's mantra and I love it post and move you really need to lean into that you it needs to be like a that's just at a at a base we're starting there imagine being victimized by a social media platform like can like can't like ruin my fucking like can I be can I be real for a second like (laughs) that shit I'm just like this is a waste of time and energy and like whatever no yeah you say it a bunch so I'm not gonna we don't we don't have the sorry I'm gonna turn this up a little bit couldn't hear myself that can't if you are literally wasting energy worrying about social media and the likes are down and the views are down that's you're you're leaning towards the beginner side of things it's also the wrong question to be asking it's also like the wrong totally like i I, me being me and like have your feels about it but then we get action oriented 
So ideally, if we are truly in that kind of intermediate plus, then we're saying, okay, the numbers are down, but guess what? I'm going to keep posting because this is what I fucking do. This is just at a base. I'm putting out this free content. I'm putting out this low level, uh, and not low quality, but just low level free solving singular problems. This should be easy at this point because I'm doing it because it's routine and it's habit, not because I do it for the clapping, right? If you do things only because only when you're going to get clapped for, you're not going to do anything. So I'm putting this out at a foundation. From there, if we're saying, okay, what am I gonna, what, I, what am I going to do here? I want people to be having diversification of where they reach and teach, excuse me, how they reach and teach people, not where. So people are like, should I go to their social media platform immediately? No, because you don't own that. And guess what? You're subject to whatever fucking algorithmic changes they make over there. So first, we're going to make sure that we have an email list. And if we're not having one yet, we don't have one yet, then that's what needs to be top priority is developing that. In terms of developing that, just like with social media, the content comes first, the community comes second. So you start writing. Jill said it. She has a leg up. She's a writer through and through. I actually did blogging in the beginning. I had to take them down when I went through Lex's SEO school because I was getting all these hits on my fucking website for visceral massage <laughs> and about pooping. Like <laughs> massive amounts of hits I had to take down. I was like, I should take this down. Did right? you not want to make like a pooping like <laughs> program? <laughs> Throw it up there? Dude, it would do really well. Income. Like it was the number one <laughs> hit when you, do you know what the number one hit on massage. my website <laughs> is deep load. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's basically the same thing. I used to have a three-day deep load program. <laughs> Did it include the visceral massage? <laughs> <laughs> I can link you to the article. <laughs> so writing, you know, coming more, maybe a little more natural for certain people, but this is uh, in terms of building trust, in terms of providing value for people, we're going to diversify the learning styles. So this is why I want you having your email list because it's also the only thing that you actually own. And you can guarantee that when you send something, it goes to these people. It's not subject to the whims of the algorithm or anything like that. So we start writing. And ideally, if you are this intermediate, intermediate plus person, you know who your avatar is. You know what your problem that you're solving is. If you're not there yet, okay, then maybe we back up a second and we look to identify who is my target audience? What is the problem I solve? And then we will write from there. And we're looking to provide value. And it's very much the same way that we did in social media. If you've been posting consistently, if you're hearing this and you're like, fuck, but what do I write about? Cool. If you've been posting consistently, then you can just go back and say, what are the posts? What posts did well when I did have eyes, when Instagram wasn't my favorite, whatever. And then you can expand on those things. The other way that I want people to diversify how they're reaching and teaching people is to hit those auditory learners. Podcasts are phenomenal absolutely incredible there's such a passive way to consume content and you can build massive trust because you're in someone's ear 5 10 15 20 25 i don't know fucking however long your podcast ends up being you can build massive amounts of trust and it's still very much the wild west Jill, what's the stat on how many pod like how many uh, episodes like an average podcast has the average podcast gets 300 downloads a month that's it and how many that's and, average by the way like so there's there's not even I think there's like 1.5 million. I mean, obviously the space of getting is I don't even say it's it's actually not even saturated because no the if you guys even just look go to your not podcast app there are so many dead podcasts that, that right there. So That's to me I'm and and I love that you brought up sort of like you know just different ways of reaching people because I feel like this what we're going through right now is one of the richest sources of opportunity that we've seen in a long time. Especially yes. because things like podcasting and video have a steep learning curve. 
Which yes. means if you're willing to do the work, you get you're already in the top already. 1% already. of people who are going to be consistent because most people can't be. They won't. And so I feel like there's a huge opportunity huge, right now for huge, people. And like, huge. yeah, we can talk about obviously the algorithm changing and it's just not as easy as it was to like throw up an image and like whatever. But that's why I feel like people who are willing to double down on some of these different mediums like video, audio really are going to have a leg up. So I think there's like maybe 1.5 million podcasts. I think there's not even a million active podcasts. Dude. And the average podcast gets 300 downloads yeah, a month. There's just which is so wild, much opportunity. Tons. And for it's those in its of infancy, you, for sure. For so. those of you that are like control freaks like me, you have control over it. You can put literally whatever you want on this thing. You can run it however you want. You can use whatever, you know, layout. There's licensing things with music. But you can literally, it is yours. It doesn't, there's no algorithm that decides who it goes out to, if it goes out. That's just all an RSS feed. It's, it has a little tech there, but... That speaks to what Jill was saying about there's a little bit of a learning curve. It's not even that big, honestly. Is For podcasting, it's not even that big. And if you are willing to get over that, you are so far ahead of everyone. I switched my video, right? So Jill brought up video. And yes, Instagram is going to video. And we can talk about that in terms of like what it would change on social media and if we look at other platforms. But first and foremost, I want you diversifying to things that you own, which is going to be your email list and it's going to be a podcast. Because where we're seeing social media going is that you're probably not going to be really able to sell much on it in general. It's entertainment. It's trust building. And then you're going to have to get them somewhere else which is going to be that email list, right. which ideally you've had going for a while. But quick anecdote, a quick story about people not doing the thing because it's hard. Uh, I switched to editing my videos on um, Adobe Premiere. You folks that listen to the podcast, you know this. Um, I don't know, a few months ago because I was bored. Right? I've talked all the time about you got to do things that will allow you to just keep going. And sometimes that means more work. And for me, like regular shooting of videos and putting on Instagram, I was bored with it. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. But... I was interested in using a DSLR, using a camera and doing editing. And so I switched the editing up and I, the most noticeable thing is that the font is different. Like I have these captions on there that are, that look different and I enjoy them. The algorithm didn't love them at first, but I don't fucking care. So I was like, I can stay doing this. I love it. My people love it. It's fine. The number one question I've ever received in my whole time on Instagram was how do you make those captions? What are you using for those captions or subtitles? Literally, the number one, more than any freaking knee thing I've ever done. How do you make those captions? And I haven't seen one person do it. it. Except for maybe Jackie Fenton. But Jackie Fenton, I know you listen to this, she had a baby. So then she was like, I have to take a rest. <laughs> so she gets she gets a pass. But I had a bunch of people ask me, and then they're like, ah, no, nah, fuck that. It's too much. It's too hard. So take that for what it's worth, people. Being willing to overcome that learning curve. Yeah puts you ahead of literally like Jill said 99% of people and then from there it's just you just keep going so I'll flip the question back on to you Jill we see the landscape yep. is changing all right I said diversifying into how you reach and teach people what are you seeing what are you thinking a couple of things um first and this is extremely important because the space is becoming more saturated and because we're seeing more potential customers and consumers and this is great like you know especially during the pandemic I think it gave a lot of people um, who had never tried virtual solutions like virtual training virtual personal training virtual nutrition programming whatever it forced some of those people to try online solutions and a lot of people just ended up loving them and didn't go back to the gym. A lot of people obviously went back to the gym and went back to other stuff, but a lot of people stayed online. Mm -hmm. And so I think it opened and it kind of opened people's eyes to the fact that a digital solution for their problem might actually work. Uh, but, but because of that, a lot of these consumers have now tried a lot of different things. So 
you're selling your program, like say you're just like, okay, I'm going to sell a fitness program or a nutrition course or whatever, and you're selling it online and the consumer is going, I've already tried an app actually. This didn't work for mm-hmm. me. You know what? This sounds a lot like another mm-hmm. program I tried. Didn't work for me. So what that is forcing professionals to do, and you and I talk about this a lot, first and foremost, like you have to be good at what you do. So like obviously like mastery and being good at what you do is, is first and foremost. But second, close second at this point is you have got to learn marketing. You just do and messaging. Like you absolutely do. You cannot rest on the fact that you're an amazing health professional or you're the smartest person or you have a PhD or you're an MD or whatever. Like that's fine. But people don't buy based on who's the smartest, who has a six pack. Like that's not how people buy. People buy based on do they connect with this person? Do they feel like this person could actually understand them? And is this person illuminating something that feels different and better than the other shit they've tried. And so while when I started 12 years ago or you started eight years ago, I was a lot of people's first ever fitness program. They'd never done an online solution before. I was their first ever nutrition coach. They never done online nutrition coaching before. Now they're coming in with a lot more baggage. And so all that means, and they have a graveyard of shit that they've tried that hasn't worked. And I, it was funny because I just, the business, uh, just a business launch. And I had a lot of people in my DM saying, I really want to work with you and I really think you're the coach for me, but I have to tell you I had a terrible experience as a business coach and I'm just scared Yeah, and I'm just worried. Or I went into debt with that other coach and I wish I didn't because I resonate with you so much more. And so that just means for professionals, you have to do the extra legwork to sound different and better and actually be different and better, like actually be like produce a result. But we're seeing a lot of, and I would say like snake oil salesmen, we are seeing like a lot of people who are just trying to like, Make a quick buck. buck. And I think most people have good intentions. I think all these people are scared, like, oh, I'm going to get scammed out of this money. I think that's more in people's head than it's in actual reality. But sure, there's maybe like 5%, 10% of the the people who are doing online business who are out to just make as much money as possible, to squeeze out as much money as possible, and then just, and, you know, just promise whatever they need to say to get someone to enroll. And then are just like, sorry, like, and then just not deliver the (laughs) service, right? Like, oh, sorry, you're just not trying hard enough or whatever. So as, professionals, you have to learn business. Like that's non-negotiable. You can't come in and rust on just being the best at what you do. I think that gets really far, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to learn business skills. Not only you have to learn, but you have to get good at them. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I love the emphasis on be the best. And then there's the next level there. I I don't think that there's also be a good business owner. Dude. Like we don't think we can like emphasize those two parts enough. My question to you is like, how does someone get good? Like, that's the thing. At the end of the day, like, do they need to go? I mean, you went and got a doctorate. Do people need to go and get a doctorate? Like, how is someone, how do they know they're good? People tell you. When you're good, people will fucking tell you. You're going to get results for people. The hardest part, Jill, is when people come online and that's their first time doing business. Full transparency, I've said it a zillion times, the best online businesses and the easiest online businesses start in person. And they have this they have reps from doing that jill jill's one of my favorite stories from jill is the moment that she decided fuck this shit because she was driving across town for one penny it was eight o'clock at night on a friday and she was like i'm driving across town for one penny to train this person and she's like this is not the way i'm going to change my life <laughs> and i'm going to change my business model and not that she was going online at that time but she was you know doing her in-person thing and i think about this in terms of being the best and getting the results and getting the reps and, and figuring out any way that you're going to do it. Maybe that's working for somebody else first. I am a big fan of that. But I sign up for Jill's stuff to support her, but also because I know it's really fucking good. I, Jill's, Jill's arm fell off one day. And <laughs> so she was like, can you be in the videos for this 
you know, Physique 40 that I'm going to launch. And I was like, sure. I was just doing the demo videos. And I was like, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> this is so hard. <laughs> Excuse me? And then I did the program. And I'm like, this is really good. And this is coming from someone that has a CSCS, that has a doctorate in, in physical therapy, that has been movement my whole life. And I was like, this shit is good. This shit will get results. So I really want to circle back, highlight that. Because I think that people are out there and... You know, Jill's the nicest lady, so she may not say it, but people aren't that good. And they're like, why am I not getting sales yet? And yes, there's a beginner component to things, but can you get results? And if your first business is an online business and that's your first iteration with solving this problem, then you need to expand and extend your um, expectation timeline. Mm. And it's going to take longer because you're going to need people in the beginning that are just willing to take a chance on you. And they're like, this person maybe hasn't had that many reps, isn't that good at marketing yet, doesn't have social proof yet. But I see something in them and I'm going to go there. Like I had the the privilege of working in a high volume clinic and people came to see me because they had no choice. <laughs> they were put on my <laughs> schedule and here I was their PD. Right? And so I, I was fortunate in that regard and getting those early reps and knowing like I can solve your problems. I'm a really fucking good physical therapist. And, and by year five, when I go to go online... I have confidence in this. Because you've already seen like 10,000 people. A zillion people. If you haven't, and you're listening to this and you're like, this is my first thing and it's online, that's fine. But then you need to manage expectations and understand that it's going to take that much longer because you need to come out at the beginning and show up and look to build the trust, which takes a long time. There are no shortcuts there. And get those few people that are willing to take a chance on you, which are probably going to be your friends and family, right? There's the... The saying from Sex in the City, from the few folks watch that show, Samantha is talking to Smith Jared, and he's getting into his modeling career, and she says, see, first come the girls, then the gays, then the industry. For us, it'll be first comes your family, then your friends, then the strangers. And so initially, with a lot of those programs will be people that you know, it'll be friends, maybe on Facebook you get some traction there, because those are people that have been around for a bit. And then from there, you build on that. Um, you can absolutely be working on your marketing skills while you're doing this. And this is, you know, circling back to what we said earlier in the podcast, I didn't have to go as fast because there wasn't that many fucking people doing it. I didn't have to, like, get better marketing skills quickly because I didn't have to stand. I could stand out just by standing up because nobody else was there. Now, with a market that is really saturated, you have the, the opportunity to, yeah, while you're trying to get some of these reps, also learn these skills and learn these marketing skills. And, you know, Jill has a beginner program just for that if that's where you're at you know what's really cool is actually uh shout out to jen kirsch who was in legacy last year uh and actually interviewed her a couple of weeks ago because she literally i'm saying she's probably find me saying this because i put it on social media she closed a seventy-five thousand dollars launch and i mean she definitely sort of you know she worked the algorithm like crazy these last six months and she's had a she's just been like just so good on social so and good. she's grown her audience and she's done all the work but i asked her i said you know why do you feel like what do you feel like was one of like your biggest reasons for your success or, you know, why you're able to do this? And she said, you know, I was just a personal trainer for so long in person that I just knew I could get a result for someone online. And so there is something to what you said earlier about this level of competency that when you come online, you don't have to worry like, what is my... I don't know. Like I never think to myself, I get a, a fitness client. Like, what am I going to give? What work yeah. am I give them? Like, I'm just like, I've, missed, I've written a fucking hundred work, a million workouts programs. Like I know exactly what I'm going to give them. I don't need to worry about what nutrition, you know, tools are running. I'm like, here are the tools. Like That's I've it. just been, they've been fucking sharpened for like the last decade. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you on that. I think, and I love that you said that you can still come online. Yeah. 
like even if it's your first, because totally. a lot of people are like, I just got certified, yeah, and, like I just want to like create a little. And I do think like there is value, and even if you as you're building your online thing, getting reps in person too. Oh, yeah. I think it'll be faster probably too. You can yeah. go to a gym and like literally you can just go to a box gym, work there for totally six months, dumb. and just get a ton of clients, teach fitness classes, reach a ton of people. And then you start to build the confidence and competency that you can then take online. And then you're in a position like Jen Kirsch or some of our other clients who are already professionals when they get online. They're just literally taking something they've already crushed in person and just putting it online. Absolutely. Yeah. And those are definitely people who have, uh, I think, a little bit faster success for sure. If I pull back uh, a moment here and explicitly say the story on the story and read between the lines, if you work with Jill or myself ever, you're going to get the real deal. Like, I, I think that this conversation, I don't know how many people have it where it's like, yeah, it's going to be harder. It's easier if you did it in person. Believe me, we're going against our pitch like, big time. <laughs> we're like, it's going to be hard. It's going yeah. to take a long time. <laughs> this is the fucking truth because I don't, I don't want, Jill's the nicest no. lady ever, but I'm not. And I don't want people coming in to make my life hard. Like, <laughs> I love working with the perfect person. And I know that you folks listening to this, you love the same thing. When you have that client that you're like, fuck, like, I, would, like, I would die for that person. I'd do anything. They're so good. They can message me whenever, even though they won't. They, they, they won't do that. But you're so aligned and you know you can help them out. And you watch them thrive and grow. And they do even better than you do. That's amazing. That's what I want. That's what I want for you folks. And that's why I'm very specific with the things, that, you know, that transparency and laying it all out there beforehand and yeah and, and this is i think part of this comes from physical therapy where i know what it's like to sell a really hard fucking product like pt you come in and they're like you have to work it might hurt it's going to take a long time people are like what the fuck can i take a pill like like if you want but if you want this this thing to last if you want this thing to endure if you want to be better than you were before if you want this the security that like yes you're going to be okay and it's not going to come back and you're going to be able to hit the goals that you want in that performance and you have to do this and you want to be part of this i remember joe having that switch when because when i was in clinic i couldn't say that really and i had to just treat anybody that came through the fucking door and people didn't want to be there they were there because your wife said they had to go you know joe's there with his bad back he doesn't want to be there I got people there because they are trying to do like a lawsuit or because their doctor said they have to go before they can get surgery. They don't really, they want to be there. And I was like, this is the fucking worst. I don't want you to be here either. You're wasting my time. <laughs> like my back doesn't hurt. I don't, I don't really want you here. But then when I went and did my own business, which is what I want for you folks, I got to choose who I worked with. And I got to choose the cases that I worked with, the type of issues the, the people, how long I, I, what kind of contact I had with them. And it was amazing. I had zero fear of burnout. And I know it's a, con- it's a conversation that comes up a lot. I don't think burnout is a product of working too hard. I've never believed that. I think it's a product of not doing enough of what you love. And what you love could be work. There also needs to be typically some sort of balance of a balancing of doing other things that you also love. And when I started working with people I loved, I was like, this is amazing completely changes everything so yeah you know what we're saying is is perhaps counterintuitive and and other coaches won't say that but this is transparency this is part of our values this is what you're going to get and this ensures that it's a fucking phenomenal fit for both parties you know what and i love that because that's totally right i mean what we're talking about you guys if you like want to name it is like attraction marketing essentially it's like hey this is who we are and if you're this too then let's fucking go and it's like rocket ship time but It is counterintuitive because if you listen to the old school sort of like marketing and sales scripts, 
it says that people want it fast, mm-hmm. they want it cheap, mm-hmm. and they want it for nothing, and with no effort. With no effort. And yeah. I and I just I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think that's true, actually. I think that in theory we want that, right? That's why we have the quick fixes and the shakes and like all this kind of like shit. But like at the end of the day, there is nothing more fulfilling to someone than working hard at something. Yeah. There's just not. And if you guys have ever worked hard to, to master something in your life, it doesn't have to be business. It can be anything that you worked hard at. There's an innate sense of um, just a fulfillment and purpose and that's how we start to feel really happy and aligned with what we're doing. And so, yes, I think there's always going to be people trying to sell you snake oil. I mean, I think that's fine and that's always going to be there. But this also comes down to, we talk about this a lot, becoming an independent thinker when it comes to consumerism. So if you guys are buying stuff, and obviously we're consumers as well, we and I enroll in coaching programs, Shantae does as well, there's... There's a part of the consumerism that has to be on the consumer. Like you yes. have to start really educating yourself. And I'm, and this does not <laughs> make me popular in peer circles, but I tell people all the time to ask for referrals, to ask for testimonials, to ask for case studies, to ask for success stories, to ask for like yes. other people they've worked with. Any good, yes. integrous coach who is doing good work will have a list of people huh. they'll be happy to send to you. And so- it, some of this, it can't come down to just the marketing. It can't come down to the slick sales page. It can't come down. And now I'm just educating you guys on like sort of what I look at when I'm thinking about purchasing something. And I want you guys to be just as diligent. At the end of the day, you have to take ownership for how you spend your dollars. And so do your homework. Read through everything. Like ask yourself, could I see myself like really hang out with this person? Do I respect this person? I've certainly been, been yeah. in containers where I was like, I actually don't even respect <laughs> the person running this. And when I don't respect them, I check out, Yes. right? And so you have to ask yourself, like, is this my vibe? Is that too harsh? Never. Well, it's For like, me, I love it. But I, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I'm, I'm like, why am I even yeah, in this right now? Absolutely. And so you start checking out the process. You stop showing up to the calls. You stop, you know, and it's nothing against them. It's just literally like it's not a match. Yeah. And I think that's what you're getting to is it absolutely. needs to be a match. And so I would much rather us talk about how it's going to be hard, how it's going to be long, how it's going to... Mm-hmm. But on the other side of that, the amount of fulfillment and purpose and meaning that you can derive from your fucking career yeah. is that, unparalleled. That you made. It's unparalleled. You made this thing. It didn't exist before. Like, that's one of the coolest fucking things. I've, and it can't be about hacks. And no. it can't be about like, and you know, you guys know the difference where someone's like, DM uh, 250 <laughs> people a day on Instagram. I'm just like, I'd rather fucking kill myself, <laughs> to be honest. Like I would literally rather just fucking... I'm about to find you on the road. Like I would literally be like, actually, I'm just going to ask for money at the corner because. So you have to filter. You guys filter through and you did a post recently on this that I thought was good. What they're, how they reach you is how they're going to teach you. (laughs) Jilson, I'd rather be homeless on the corner. I would literally, yeah, yeah. No offense. But we're making a TV show. But at the end of the day, filter everything that you hear and see when you're thinking about investing with someone or investing in a program filter it through like could i see myself actually doing this could i see myself actually doing the things that these people do and do i like how they do business cuz at the end of the day like you said how they reach you is what that's they're going to teach you and that's so it. you know and that's just and i do think that yes people get quote unquote taken advantage of or people get ripped off but i think you know, there just needs to be more education around this yeah. stuff, consumerism, and like, just, I don't know, do your homework. That's it. That's it. I know no one does more homework than Shantae, so. Listen, 25-minute YouTube video, I'm going to watch, and I didn't even buy that fucking bike. <laughs> <laughs> 
because I watched the video. <laughs> I was like, God damn, you got a lot of time. <laughs> well, you know, so it's, it's, it's going to be a long purchase. I'm going to be using this thing for a while. So there was, there was <laughs> a method to the madness there. There's a few things I want to ask, but I'm like, what direction I want to go in here? I kind of want to keep it with you. And uh, I, want to, I do want to tease out, actually, before I pass it back to you, I love what you said about that people don't actually want a quick fix. No, I think there's not. some people out there for sure, but like, that's not everybody. Like one of the things when I'm doing in my intensive that I run and we're talking about ideal clients and things like that and people are like, I want motivated people. I'm like, everybody does. Everybody wants Who that. Wouldn't? Like, Jesus. yes. They wouldn't need you though. Everyone, everybody wants people that want to do the things. But tying into what Jill said about an audience that wants this outcome and wants to work hard, so much of the reason that Jill has that audience and believes that and it is true for Jill is because that's how Jill shows up. Right? We attract what we are, not what we want. And if you are out there doing fucking quick fixes and looking for quick fixes, well, that's who you're going to get because that's the energy that you're putting out there. If you are showing up and you are championing the journey and you are in love with the journey and any journey that it is, whatever the fucking journey is, whether it's building muscles, building a business, snowboarding, your life, whatever, you're championing that journey. People see that and they're attracted to that and those are the people that you're going to end up working with so i do firmly believe that there are, i also agree you know jill and i share this that there are people out there that do want to put in the work and they enjoy what that feels like and they enjoy what's on the other side but most of it is that they really enjoy the the process and they're like this is really cool and they like what they're teaching and they're passionate about like, like helping people like and i know it sounds so cliche it's like yes you need to help you like be passionate about helping people i think that most people start out getting into into the service industry because they want to help people i think some at some point there's a detour into like I need to be more successful. I need to make mm -hmm. more money. This needs to happen faster. I think it's really easy, especially online, to get caught up in some of the marketing that you see and some of the ads that you see scrolling and things like that. And you and I have talked about this a lot. I think beginners, especially to business, are most susceptible to shiny object yeah, syndrome because they still are in a headspace that there's a shortcut. And there just isn't. Yeah. And Everybody. if there was, believe me, people would be shouting exactly. it from the rooftops. And by the way, it wouldn't be a shortcut anymore because yeah, then I would be doing, we're doing it. it. So, like. yeah, <laughs> but like. I think that people are more susceptible. Like, uh, you know, I had a, a couple of years ago, I had a client who was going to work with me in my beginner program and she ended up not joining because she was like, you know what? I just need to make a course. That was it. And I was like, all right, good luck to you. I yeah. mean, it's fine, but like also that's not a business, that's right? A business. So the idea that there is one single thing, by the way, you guys, that's, that's a lot of pressure too, to think there's just one single way to do this, or there's one single thing that's going to make or break your business. The business isn't that fragile. There are a million different things that you can do. And I think when you're first newer to the space, I would say in the first like six months to a year, everything feels really big because you haven't done that many things yet, right? Everything feels really big because you haven't done that many things. Eight years, 12 years, five years, even two years, yeah. you start to really settle in to and relax into the process a little bit more. And that's when you start to really see the innate value of building this. And you and I both have sports backgrounds. Obviously, you know, I came up in like lifting culture. Like we literally want to feel bad. <laughs> We're in the gym like trying to feel bad. So that for me wasn't that hard. But I think you do have to, at the end of the day, and you and I have talked about this a bunch, at the beginning of building my business, I wasn't like, when's the money coming in? Yeah. Like I didn't have an urgency. I never had like a, never I never there. had a desperation about it. I was still just doing my shit, yeah. my other shit while I was building this shit. That. It was literally <laughs> never there. Like I think back and, you know, I'm not here to shit on anyone's journey, but one of the things that does come up oftentimes with beginners is the cost of things. But it's like a $19 
a month thing and this other thing is you know website hosting or um online scheduler yeah and this is also why jill and i said like go ahead and have that in-person job keep that job yeah. so you can sustain that and yes we're very much talking to beginners right here in this part of things but i never had this concern of like oh but that's like nine dollars it was just like i need this if i want to do this next step and that's the end it wasn't also like and this is the question I was going to bring you, you know, tie in for you. Is it wasn't like fifteen thousand dollars that I needed to spend. It was literally like nineteen dollars for this online scheduler, and then one hundred monies for this, you know, website that I built myself. Because I was like, this has to happen. But there was never the urgency of like, when's the money? And you know, part of that is that I keep that safety net in. We don't burn the ships. Uh, I still have the other job, but it it was there was never that part and neither jill or i want that for anyone that we ever work with they, they're coming in like i have to make this right now or can you speak to you know people going into debt mm -hmm. to try and do this stuff yeah i'm not a big i'm not a fan yeah, we've like, definitely we've turned away actually like i would say a lot of customers we've definitely turned away some customers yeah. where they're like i just really want to do this but can i put half on this card and then like another like third on this other card that i'm getting a loan for my uncle for the rest and i'm like I'm like, no, pay your bills though. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'd feel bad. Just pay your electric bill. Like I'd rather that than, and so, yeah, I mean, it's everyone's own call. I do something in my, my practice has been in the past when I didn't like literally didn't have the money. It's something I call proactive funding. And instead of going into debt to enroll in a course or hire a coach or a mentor, I would almost like gamify it. I would think, how can I make this mm -hmm. money? How can I get resourceful? enough to create something new and launch it so that I can make that money. And, you know, I probably did that up until a few years ago where I was just like, you know what? I had the money, but I'd rather just like, let me see if I can make it. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can pay for this thing. And so, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Also, like, that's a lot of pressure, not only on you. And I can tell you guys, when you are coming into a space with this feeling of, I need to make this, and I understand everyone comes from a different place and whatever, and there are plenty of coaches that will tell you to go into debt. They'll give you a loan, so like they'll, you know, and stuff like that. I think that's not only a lot of pressure on the coach, and I don't obviously want to be in that position as a coach, but that's a lot of pressure on you. And then you're coming into your launches, you're coming yeah. into your selling conversations with a ton of urgency, scarcity, and desperation. And that's repellent. Like yeah, that energy is repellent in a sales situation. You know, you have to almost have the exact opposite. You need to have abundance. You need to have like, you know, just confidence, conviction. When you're coming in and you're squeezing so hard because you need this thing to it's work, not nothing has ever worked it's not good. when it squeezed that hard. No. And so, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan, but I can tell you guys, one of the things that I do, and, I, and Shantae, I think, probably does as well, when we price stuff, um, and we'll teach, we actually teach this in Legacy, we teach like an Ascension model, essentially, there's pricing that makes sense for the level that you're at. Yep. So for example, you can get started on MailChimp for $0. Don't start right? on MailChimp, no, I'll yell no, at you. Not, this is not <laughs> You can start on ConvertKit for $0. This is, yeah, this is not an endorsement. <laughs> But I think that there's a tendency to just go with the cheapest or to try and circumvent. Like mm -hmm. you said, they're like, I don't want to pay 19 bucks a month. Can I just do this on the cheap with my Gmail account? And it's like, <laughs> yes. But also at some point you're going to have to use yes. that anyway. Yes. Right. So it's 19 bucks a month. So I think for you and what other industry can you get started for $19 a month that, or whatever? Right. Like that. But I think so many people are used to having a job and getting paid, yeah. not paying to then have a job. Yeah. Right. And so it's just, it's definitely, but 
I don't know. I mean, I think about it like this. A lot of times people have a hard time investing in their business. Like I, I look at legacy or I'm in a $25,000 mastermind right now. I look at those investments as like overhead for my business. Like I'm not, instead yeah. of starting a pizza shop down the street where there's like, now there's rent, there's equipment, there's staff, there's whatever. Those are my, my overhead no. is education, uh, strategy, like uh, uh, mentorship, whatever I need to access to get to the next level. It's the exact same thing. But oftentimes we're so much more likely to go and buy like a thousand t-shirts to sell at a store than we are to like invest, you know, a couple it's thousand in a tangible. coaching program. Yeah. Because we can see it. But y'all, that's the riskiest shit you can ever do is get a lease. I mean, yeah. if you have in-person brick and mortar, you guys know, and it's not that, and you can certainly make it work, but if you buy a thousand t-shirts and then you got to sell those shits at like hundred percent markup, yeah. you luck. don't know how long that's going to yeah. take. It could take a month. It could take a year, right? Versus online business. You get an immediate ROI. You could pay $19 a month for it. Email auto subscriber. You're collecting emails, which you can turn around and and make that cash back. So yeah, I mean, obviously everyone has their own spending habits, but if you guys are on the fence, here's the deal. Go make sales. Go make sales. You have people right now in your immediate circle who need help with whatever it is that you offer. Go make sales first. One of my favorite mottos is sales solve everything because then you have the resources to then put back into the business. And so just from a pricing perspective, you know, legacy is our intermediate program and it, you know, the, the investment is reflective of that. We want to bring in people and want to attract and repel people who frankly, like it's not the right price for. Yeah. It's also, you know, integrity and, and everything that Jill's been talking about is top of mind and so important for us. And if it's not a good fit for people, we're going to tell people. And part of that is like, if it's not a good financial fit and it's going to be stress, like totally, we don't need the sale. We want the sales. We want to help you, but it's not like, Oh my God, I gotta fucking make this money. I, I, anytime I hear that uh, analogy, I think of, um, of mice and men and Lenny fucking just holding the mouse and, and it died. <laughs> right. He held too tight yeah, yeah. and yeah, it died. That's true. That's how I think about every yeah. single Time. When we talk about sales, and I, I know that's a, it's a difficult subject for some people, which is one of the things that you know Jill and I cover in everything that we do and, and everything that we offer, uh, but we're looking at it as an invitation. Right? It's not We're not looking to force you or coerce you. So if you're inviting somebody, there's a big difference between like, hey, you want to come to this party? Here's what we're going to be doing. Here's going to be hanging out. It ends early. Don't worry. Versus you have to come to this party. I need you to come to this party. You must come. Like you're definitely like I'm not. I don't. Yeah, no one wants to come to that. No one wants I'm to go terrified. to that. I'm terrified. I don't want. I don't want anything <laughs> to do with that thing. That sounds fucking terrible. It's horrendous. So you know what you're gonna get from Jill and I, if you sign up for anything, you hear, you've heard, uh, you listen. If you listen to this podcast, my guess is you've heard from us before. But on the off chance that maybe someone sent you this podcast, and maybe I'll do a plug right there. If this episode is resonating with you, do me a solid. Send it to somebody else who you think might. Uh, enjoy it that's how these podcasts grow uh, so if this is your first time listening welcome uh, but this is what you're going to get if you're working with jill if you're working with me if you are thinking about legacy you get the transparency you get the honesty because at the end of the day we're here to help you it's not about i gotta make the sale like, i need this thing right now because that's what's fucking terrible no actually. it's it's awful it ends up <laughs> i mean that's the thing too and i want you guys to take this away too and shante talked about it earlier is like you want to attract the right people to you too and doing everything to try and make the sale is not a good look for either parties. Oh, it needs to be a win-win for both. Because if it's not, you're going to end up, there's more refunds, bad experiences. Like, you know, I mean, 
and it's just, it's just bad all around. And so if you guys are thinking obviously about, you know, working with us or thinking about legacy, feel free to shoot either one of us a message. Um, we can share with you a little bit more, but it is an application process. We're just going to get into some of the nuts and bolts here. It's an application process. Um, just to give you guys an insight, and this is the number one question we get from people is how many people are we taking? Uh, usually we cap it between 20 and 30 people, and usually we land right around like 24, 23, 25, somewhere in there. Uh, and it's a great group, and we spend a lot of time with you guys. It's a hybrid model, so there's one-on-one coaching with the two of us, and there's also a group component as well. There's an education, there's a couple of live events, and it's a six-month container. So uh, we start in January, and it is application only. And I think last couple of years, we've gotten like around 40, 50 applications yeah. last couple we, of years. So last, was, last time was a little less because of the, we put in the, step, the the procedures that we put in place. But first year was like 80. And I think last year we got uh, around 50. And we, we do not take everybody no, we by any means. But you know, we don't like turn down like you're not good enough. It's more no. like we want to see you do this and come yeah. back next year. We want to see you in this other container. We'll next want, steps. Or like take this. Yeah. So like it's very much like we want you guys to be successful and we are just, and I want you to know that if you are sort of accepted into the container, we, that's, it's not because you just have the money at all. No. It's because we no. really feel like we can help you. We really feel like we can help you. And if we don't feel like we can help you or we don't feel like we're the ones to help you, then we'll tell you. We'll tell you. 100%. And we'll tell you where to go instead. We literally like referred to like other, yeah, <laughs> other coaches. Like, is, you'd be better fit for this. Yeah. Or like go take this or go do this and come back next year or whatever. Yeah. Because the thing is, folks, I want to hang out with you. Right? Like, yes, there is a coaching relationship there, but if you folks have listened to this podcast, you know I've brought James Olivia on a bazillion times and talk about their work. Right? All work gets done through relating. This is not about having some weird-ass power dynamic of like, we tell you everything and you're just some <laughs> fucking minion. Like, our live events are bomb. They're so just so fun. And I want people in this group that I want to hang out with. We went and played volleyball the next day. Like, we're going to get work done going to get action taken you're going to get things outlined you're going to get you know all the deliverables that you're wanting you get the voxer access and you get the one-on-ones and we have the hybrid model like Jill said so that if you are more leaning into that group model and you love that kind of um hive think and be able to talk to other people and see what they're doing you have that and then you also have the one-on-one so you can get down and dirty with whatever your specific things are and then there's nothing that beats the magic of being in the room which means i wouldn't have people that i want to hang out with and i want in the room so this is you know, it's all about transparency and how we, the process that we go through for this and just in general, how we run our business is yes, because we can help you and because we want to help you and we want it to be a good fit all around. Uh, nuts and bolts, if you are looking, so this episode should drop on Monday, October 17th. If you're listening to it in real time, thank you. That's freaking amazing. Uh, applications will be open this entire week. So they started yesterday the 16th. They will be open until Friday the 21st. If you want to check out the uh, registration page, check out all the information, you can head over to jillfitprograms.com forward slash legacy. Of course, it's in the show notes. Thank you, Courtney. Click on that. Read all the information is there. If you have more questions, by all means, shoot us a DM. That's the easiest way to get in touch with us. Uh, And then, like I said, applications will close on Friday. And then usually we take some time to go through them all. Shante prints out all the applications. Yes, I do. Literally, she wants to see them in, like, and hold it's them in her hands. It's easier to read it, Jill. <laughs> and I have a laser printer. And, and literally, I think last last year we spent like four hours literally just like combing through, reading every yeah. single line of every single application. Um, and then usually within a week, you guys will know. 
and if you're accepted. And then we usually do a couple of preschool calls yes. in November and December, and then we get started with the entire program January 1st. So, yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. Let us know if you have any specific questions, and uh, would love to see your application come in. Remember to go to jillfitprograms.com forward slash legacy. All the details are there, and that's it. That's all we got. You know, Jill, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I want to do a TV show. It would just be so fun. <laughs> Mrs. and bullshit. It would just be so good. And then, but I feel like then the people would be like, Maestro's the bullshit. <laughs> no. It's like, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I'm fucking sitting here like this. Ah, Jill's out here like, okay, let's get technical here. And I'm like, well, are you happy? But I think that would be what makes it fun, honestly. Is yeah. That- there's a there's a healthy dose of bullshit like this is so good it makes me laugh this is so so good you folks listening thank you we know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us and for that we are both endlessly endlessly appreciative we love doing these episodes especially when it is launch time just so you can get to hear us and and get a taste of what it's like to hang out with us and to work with us i know that i just personally enjoy doing it because i get you know another excuse to hang out with jill she actually came over this time i got the crippled flipper and we're on the sofa and shooting the shit and this is it just lights me up i will do one more plug here because we didn't say it this episode i think i've only said it in probably one other episode jill from the outside has a you know phenomenally successful business but jill does this because she truly wants to help people and i feel the need to say this because I know that people view us very differently. And even if you're just looking at facial features and facial structures, people look at Jill and she has more angular features and she got muscles and they're like, I'm scared. (laughs) She's going to beat me. Exactly. (laughs) She's literally the nicest lady ever. And when we sat down and, you know, I asked Jill her why and and we get talking about just people we've helped and, and just why keep doing this. She's truly in it to help people, especially women and have them, create options which is i i think personally the most powerful thing we can have is options so my little plug i know i saved it for the end but it's important for me to say don't say it enough and i know jill don't fucking say it enough so that's my plug i hope you enjoyed the episode if it resonated do me a solid share it with somebody else if you got questions about legacy if you're thinking about it you're on the fence about applying go ahead shoot us a dm jill loves them i love them don't shoot me the voice note though i'm just gonna say it type it out maybe yeah better for me uh, and i'll definitely get back to you uh we'd love to hear from you you got the the url it's in the show notes and anything else you want to add jill Fit? that is it i appreciate that plug and uh we'll look forward to hearing getting your applications you guys let us know if you need anything and um i guess i should say for my audience if you're listening to this unfit fizz you <laughs> <laughs> little uh little batching uh lesson here so this is also going on fit busy hey guys uh which is my podcast we do mini episodes but this is my first interview actually in uh, a long time so i feel Both like we interviewed e- each other though yeah. i feel like this was like a good conversation yeah. uh so for those of you listening on fit busy you feel free to shoot me a message at jill fit or at fit you and we'll get back to you asap about your application you folks are the best until next time friends jill fit and maestro 